Welcome to Food Fight, the food podcast where we debate food topics despite having no real culinary knowledge, yet we still defend our uneducated opinions to the death. I am your host, Kirk Pinchon, and each week we take one single food theme and dissect it, discuss it, and debate it within an inch of its life. We offer no answers nor solutions to these food dilemmas, only more chaos. Hey all, Lindsay is on vacation, as we said last week. She's tired of me. Don't blame her. So in her stead, I brought him back. I said I wasn't going to, but I was left with no one else. Theodore Pinchon's here. Yay, I'm back. Are you happy you're back? Indifference. That's how I feel about you every day. Oh, okay. So that works out well. Why don't you ever go on vacation from podcasts? Because I work hard to give the people what they want. And what they want is me talking stupid shit about food. Well said. Thank you. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm pretty good. Oh, is that how you're going to speak and be the whole entire podcast? Maybe. Hey. All right. I'm going to get into some talk before we get into the main subject about Thanksgiving. Last week was Thanksgiving. We did a food poll, sides versus turkeys. We showed it on Instagram, voted what's more important, sides versus turkey. Theo, what is your opinion? Sides versus turkey. What is it? Um... I, I remember voting on it, and I'm pretty sure I voted sides. Okay, so yeah, it was stuffing versus uh, turkey. Oh, stuffing? Yeah, you just sorry. said sides. Then yeah. I voted turkey. You voted turkey? Yes. So turkey won. Because uh, I voted for it. So you you you, you solved the problem. I right? rallied the troops to the turkey side. <laughs> so uh, turkey won 70% to 30%. As it should. As it should. So Lindsay, in your face. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're basic. You know what's really sad is she doesn't even listen to this podcast, so this is all just for nothing. Oh, well, maybe she'll accidentally put it on one day. If she does put it on, it will be strictly by accident. <laughs> yeah. But yes, uh, Thanksgiving poll, stuffing lost, turkey won 30% to 70%. And you can look out for our food polls every Tuesday morning on our yummy Instagram page. And if you have a question or comment, send it to us at foodfightthepodcast at gmail.com. That's foodfightthepodcast at gmail.com. And we will read it on the air. But Theo, even though you're, again, last choice to be a host uh, for this show, I do specifically need you for this episode because we're talking about Chinese food. Oh, we are. Yes, we are. And... I don't want to say you're a Chinese food expert. I mean, I'm not because no. I'm only a teenager. You're definitively not. I'm not an expert, but I know my way around. You know your way around. And also, you may be the biggest fan of Chinese food in our family. Th- that could be true. Probably I, is. Because you've stated, for the record, that Chinese food is your favorite style of food. I will get on that topic later. There might have been some changes. What? Oh my God, I hate you. I, I can why, st- why are you on the show? I can st- why are you on the show? I set this up to be like, hey, Theo, you love Chinese food the most out of our family. Well, I still probably love it more than all of you guys. Okay. Just- uh, this is why I miss Lindsay. I can't believe I'm saying I miss Lindsay. Right off the bat, I, I set have you expertise. Up. Okay. I was going to say, you're the one, you like Chinese food the best. Mom tends to like Japanese food the best. True. I choose Thai. And Lily's kind I of a mix do, between. I still me- do truly love Chinese okay. food a lot. And all right, well, and Lily uh, is a, a mix of uh, Mexican and Italian. All right, so let's get into it. This is going to be a nightmare. Um, just a disclaimer before we start: there are so many different styles and types of Chinese food because hey, China China's big. I know. Yeah. Right. Did you learn that in school? Yes, I know, I know things. Do you? Yes, there's multiple provinces. Name one province. Hangzhou. Hey, look at you. That was good. I know. I know things. That's good. That's good. So there's a lot of styles of food that um, we're just going to probably miss and skip, like Hainan, Sichuan, Shanghai, just because it's so much and this podcast would be three hours long. So this isn't going to be all the Chinese food in the world because we can't do it. And none of us are experts. None of us are experts. None of us are experts. So we'll probably be focusing most on Mandarin and Cantonese because that's what people know the best. Mm -hmm. And um, 
my first question to you was, is Chinese food your favorite Asian food? Ooh. What I think of Chinese food is that it peaks the highest out of any Asian food, but it's so easy to just get bad Chinese food. Yes, we'll talk about that. Because like nothing beats like a really good Chinese place is super good, but like you, I feel like it has the most variance in good and bad. There's like super good places, then the super bad places, and and when you get a really good place, it just feels rewarding because like you have to sift through all of the mediocre Chinese places. So for you, Chinese food hits the highest highs and hits the lowest lows more than any other Asian food. I would say that, yeah. All right, I would, I. But the highest highs of Chinese food beat any other kinds of Asian food. All right, then. Even Japanese food, even Thai food. Ooh, really? Yeah. So then, all right. So it sounds like Chinese food is too. What What are we gonna say? What is your other favorite food? That how have things changed? It's because I've realized that like. I don't love all Chinese foods. I love certain foods a lot, but I don't love it all. Well, that's okay. You haven't even no, tried all. True, but I'm what I'm trying to say is uh, the peak of Chinese food is my favorite food. If it was like an average Japanese place versus an average Chinese place, I'd probably take the Japanese place. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay, but given the choice, I'd go to the world's best Chinese place over the world's best Japanese place. I right, well, I think that counts. I think that counts. Yeah. Um. So because, you know, because of mom, we're a Chinese household and most of our meals, not all, but a lot of our meals will always have sort of this Chinese angle or bent to it. That is true. Is that even seem weird to you or is that just something you know, you know, nothing else? Uh, like, like, for example, we'll, we'll, I'll grill a steak, but mom sometimes will uh, have put a, a Chinese marinade on it. She'll come up with some wonderful concoction that's just second nature to me it just makes sense but in other households that would not normally be the case i guess i'm just desensitized to desensitized not desensitized i've grown so accustomed to the asian inspired stuff we make yeah you don't you don't know any other way almost i mean i do know other ways but i'm like more used to it like i go to a steakhouse and i'm like huh this steak is pretty good but it's kind of lacking something and you know what is lacking? The Asian finesse. There you go. The Asian finesse. Well said. You might be redeeming yourself, which is pretty good. What's not going to redeem itself is my history with Chinese food because I grew up in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland. Very cultured place. <laughs> not known for Chinese food, is it? It is not. It is not. I the My memory of eating Chinese food is mostly uh, mushu pork, which is very tasty. Mushu pork, for those who don't know, it's the pork and kind of cabbage and you put it and you roll it up, have it with plum sauce. Um, that's what I ate as a kid. You don't even really eat that, which is interesting because you go to so many different types of Chinese food restaurants. That's not even a thing for you. It's really not. But what is a thing for you is your Cleveland Chinese food story, which oh, to this ew. day still makes you mad. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to bag... Uh, we're not going to name names because we can't remember yeah, we, the name of the Chinese restaurant. Uh, but what did you get? It was like two Christmases ago? It was two Christmases ago in Cleveland and the whole family got Chinese food because we thought it would be a good idea. And yeah, I got different. black pepper chicken after a long time debating on what I should get because there's a lot of Chinese places in like a lot of those kinds of places have so much crap on the menu. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to skim it over a lot of times. And I just eventually landed on black pepper chicken. I didn't know what I thought I'd get into, but uh, I was like, huh, it sounds like chicken that has pepper flavor and it, it'll be pretty good. So then it came. It was in uh, no, the classic styrofoam container, mm-hmm. nice and steamy. Then it was already a little bit like dripping in sauce. Oh, yeah. It was way it drippy. Was drippy. It was I, drippy. It, it, I think it was at the bottom too. So it made all the other... It made the whole bottom of the bag a bit drippy. With oh, sauce. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was covered. Then I opened it up and it was not what I thought it would be. It was like weird, watery, black water weirdness yeah, it's with like, chunks of chicken. Just like boiled chicken. Yes. Like little it's like hunks of boiled chicken in a goop. Yes. I don't know how – I have never really eaten black pepper chicken that much. I don't know how it's supposed to be, but I don't think that was it. It should be like a sauce. Yeah, it was gloopy. It wasn't really even a sauce. No, it, it was kind of like a just a sad swamp of terrible. 
And the best is you were so, when you get mad about food, you get way quiet. I do. I didn't talk. You won't talk, and you just kind of ate it begrudgingly. You and I could tell. I didn't eat it for the enjoyment. I ate it for the for the nutrients required <laughs> because we paid for it. Because yeah. And you were so quiet, and I could just tell mom and I could. I was like, "Oh, he hates." This. I was waiting. For, I was waiting for the meal to be done, and then the meal was done, and then you just went off. I went off. It was. It was great. And then to this day, two years later, you still. I remember it, and I'll never forget it because it's terrible. And I feel like it's tainted you. Where if we tried to get Chinese food in Cleveland again, you'd be like, mm, maybe not, because even if it's from a different, unless it was a renowned place, I would never get Chinese food in Cleveland again. <laughs> Don't think you're going to find a renowned place for Chinese food in Cleveland. No disrespect to my hometown, which I love and has good food, just not that. Just not Chinese food. Just not Chinese food. Just not Chinese food. But let's talk about certain Chinese food dishes, Theo, because we're going to play the yay or nay game. Oh, that sounds fun. That sounds fun. I looked on Grubhub and found a list of the top 10 most popular Chinese food dishes in America. Wow, there's a lot of dishes. So there's 10. So these are the Chinese food uh, meals that you'll get in kind of the American Chinese restaurants. Not necessarily the ones we go to when we go deep in the valley and go to kind of more, for lack of a better word, hardcore Chinese restaurants. That's a pretty good way to sum it up. So I want you to just give me a yay or nay, and then I'll play along. All right, ready? Yes. If you haven't had it, don't make it up and don't lie, you fibber. Um, just say you haven't had it. All right, General Tso's chicken. I've really never had it, which I find weird because that's one of like the most common things. It's the number one. Yeah, I've never had it. It's weird that you haven't. I had don't it. even really know what it is. It's basically chunks of fried chicken in a very spicy sauce, brown sauce with uh, chunks of peppers and onions. That sounds good, but I don't know why I've never I no no, I know why because uh, at Panda Express, they promoted it like a while back. There was a whole marketing campaign around General Tso's chicken. I remember it because they were on the like the bus stop posters around mm-hmm. town. And I was like, in my mind, I always went, why would I care about General Tso's? We have orange chicken, which is just the best. So yeah, I just kind of I just kind of shoved it aside in my mind, never really thought of it again. But now that I kind of know what it is, I'd try it. So yay. You try okay. You would probably like it. Uh it's an American invented dish. That doesn't stop me from liking it. Uh, no, not at all. Um, I ate a lot in Chicago. It was the dish I ate in Chicago. Super tasty, super bad for you. Well, don't bring that up. Now I don't want to eat it. <laughs> yeah, I got to bring it up. I got to speak the truth, man. All right. Uh, I'm going to say yay. I haven't had General Sows in a long time. Also, the reason why you Is it sour so? Like, so? I think it's so. Am I saying sour? Yeah, you're saying so. Well, I'm not going to change ways. So what do you think of that? You're stupid. <laughs> okay. Um, it's... Um, the reason why you don't have it that much is because the restaurants we go to, they don't serve it. True. So that's why too. Speaking of something they don't serve, crab rangoon. Nay, nay. Oh, so nay. Crab rangoon. It's a stuffed fried wonton with crab and cream cheese. Who decided to put crab and cream cheese together? That's ew. Yeah, it's it's way bad. Also, a lot of like Chinese food doesn't have like cheese or dairy in it i think that's like one thing that kind of turns me off of it because you know a lot of people in asia are lactose intolerant that's a lot of foods don't really have cheese in it like no you can't even really name an authentic chinese food with cheese i not that i can't i cannot i can't either i cannot Um, and also just ew yeah that's another don't don't it's like a worse jalapeno popper don't (laughs) ew uh all right number three egg roll yes this egg is rolls. Big egg rolls. I'm going to say what you said about Chinese food in general. An egg roll either hits the highest highs or it's straight trash and you shouldn't put it in your mouth. True. Bad egg rolls aren't very good. at They're just bad. Yeah, they're bad. But I think egg rolls, they're fun. They're crunchy. The filling is sometimes good. And then there's always a sauce that'll probably save it no matter how bad it is. I'm going to give you the hot take. I'm gonna, so you're saying yay. Yay. I'm going to go nay because Ooh. I don't think you need it. I don't think you need an egg roll when you, it could usually comes with the meal. And nine times out of 10, it's going to be like, oh, this is fine. And then one time it's going to be like, this sucks. So I'm going to say, nay, you don't need it with your meal. It's True. not worth the risk. I'm but not, I, I like playing the egg roll roulette. You like doing egg roll I like egg to roll gamble roulette? with my chances. I'm not a gambler, man. I'm not gambling with it. I'm not doing it. 
Uh, number four, sesame chicken. Um, this is a middle of the pack for me. It's not a yay nor a nay. I'm indifferent 100%. I'm saying yay. Sesame chicken's great. Eh, not really. I'm not a huge sesame person. Not a huge Theo person, but I still have you around. Well, you have to have me around. Who else would be here on the podcast? It's the only reason you're here. Uh, no, sesame chicken's good because it's hard to fuck up. I mean, it is, but it's nothing as like, it's just the base flavor I'm not a huge fan of. It's just, oh, chicken and sesame flavoring. I don't care. All right. Fine. All right. I just realized I swore in front of you. That's probably not going to You swear stop. in front of me all the time. Oh, dude. Don't. Not, not, don't keep our off, off air, off air. All right. This one's going to be a little hard to decipher. Yes. Number five, top 10 dishes is wonton soup. Here's the problem. Yep. There is like certain places you go for wonton soup and homemade wonton soup. Well, at least for us is super good. Yes. But if you go to any old random Chinese place and order wonton soup, you're gambling even more than with egg rolls. Yeah. Wonton soup. It should be its own thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Yes. Cause good wontons and good soup is a perfect combo. Yes. And that's, I think, I think the confusion in the worst that we're used to is that when we have wonton soup, that's the meal. It's a big bowl of noodles and it's got, uh, it's got the wontons in it and it's a giant bowl. It's not like a side dish or an appetizer, which sometimes that's what happens with Chinese food restaurants in America. Yeah. And so that means it's like an afterthought and it sucks. Yeah. Like the, when we have it, it's like with care put into it. We don't really have second rate wonton soup. Yeah. I agree. So I'm going to say for the sake of this list, cause this list is more about Chinese food dishes in America. I'm going to say nay. Don't do it unless. Hit you with a caveat, you're going to a wonton soup house. Do your research. You will be rewarded. You might have to drive kind of far, though. So yes. But just, just do your research, man. We drive for food. Yes. Uh, number six, fried rice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be more of a eh on it because I didn't really care for it. Then I kind of like learned how to make it on my own. Let's not get carried away with you saying I learned how to make it on my own. You're not really making fried rice. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> You're making Theo rice that kind of like fried rice. It's good enough, but like fried. All right, let's let's get back to the point here. <laughs> fried rice is good. <laughs> fried rice is good, and the second point is you're not making fried rice. I do. You're my taking best. leftover rice and putting a couple of things in it. You're not really making. Fried I do rice. my best. All right, it's we'll call it Theo rice. Yes. Theo uh, rice. Yeah, fried rice is delightful. Uh, number seven, sweet and sour chicken. This is going to be a yes for me as well. What? No, 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 no. I like my sweet and sours. Ugh, sweet and sour chicken's garbage. Here's the thing, though. Sweet and sour pork is better. Nah, not really. Yeah, sweet and sour pork is far it, better. I mean, it's chicken. the same taste, just with a different meat. Yeah, well, the meat difference in the meat is everything. I don't know why. I just like sweet and sour chicken less than sweet and sour pork. All right. You're basic. You're uh, basic. Uh, uh, speaking of basic, orange chicken. Yes. Yes. Hey now. Yeah. Orange chicken's good. It is so good. Orange chicken might be a guilty pleasure. It might be. It's, my... I'm never guilty about orange oh, chicken. I mean, it's not a. It's way basic. Admit it. So. Okay. That's so fine. what if it is? Okay, I but it's like also it. not great for you. So what if it is? This is uh, why you get greens and like rice at Panda Express to counterbalance it. Right, we're gonna get into Panda Express uh, yes. in a couple of seconds. Let's finish out the last. Uh, the last two on the list. Uh, number nine, hot and sour soup. No. Yeah, it's terrible. Hot and sour soup is awful. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge soup boy either. Except wonton soup. Except for wonton soup because that, the, it's carried by the wontons and the noodles. Yeah. But hot and sour soup is just, eh. Hot and sour soup legit wigs me out. It makes me uncomfortable to see or have it at the table. I just, no. It's way, <laughs> it's way rough. But I, res I think I respect people who like it. Really? Why? I don't know. I just like, I don't really dare tread near the hot and sour soup. So I think people that like it are more daring because mm -hmm. they're willing to try a weird soup. Okay. I don't find them daring. I find them wrong. Last one on the list. Pot sticker. Yes. Dumplings. Yes. yes. A thousand times. Yes. Now, uh, mom makes pot stickers. Yes, she does. And, and they're, they're the very, best in the world. They're so good. They're so good. And for those who don't know, we're calling it a pot sticker. A pot sticker is, is a dumpling typically with pork. Uh, and a lot of times it can be steamed, but if you're cooking it on a pan, uh, we call it a pot sticker because it sticks to the pan. Hence the name. Uh, we love either way, uh, but mom makes the best pot stickers. I'm going to say yay to pot stickers 
Hot stickers, if you get them at a Chinese restaurant, it's a it's a good risk. The thing is, I've really never had them from a Chinese restaurant because I don't really care because we make them at yeah, home. Yeah, you have. I've had them. We've gone to places. Well, it's like I've had them, but I don't care for them. But it's like the it's at a, home stuff. The ha- it's never going to be better than mom's. True. But I'm okay with getting it at a restaurant and being like, let's see if they're at least good. That's fair. Because pot stickers, unless they're super, super oniony, which is gross, and you agree with me that uh, too much onion is a bad thing, don't try to agree with me already because we've already have it on record. You don't need to say anything. I know you know that onions are gross. Yes, thank you for agreeing with me, Theo. Um, pot stickers. Uh, are always a good risk, are always a good, like, you're going to be like, okay, these were pretty good. I'm glad we got these. I'm inclined to agree. Okay, good. Thank you. Let's move on. You already said it. Panda Express. Dig deep, Theo. Are you here for it or no way? I will always stand by Panda Express. You're a a young Chinese man who is here for Panda Express. Yes, I am. And I hate people like, oh, it's not authentic. Oh, it's not real. I don't care if it's real. It's delicious. When you say you hate those people that say that, are you referring to me? Because that's what I say. No, I've heard more people than you say. You're hardly the first. Okay. Yeah, it's like people at school, like when I just in a group at during a class or something and we're bored and we just talk. Somehow, sometimes Pan Express gets brought up because I'm Chinese. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, but it's not authentic. I'm like, you've probably never had authentic Chinese food before. I don't want to hear it. That's probably true. I've had, I've definitely had more authentic Chinese food than you. And also, like, it's delicious. It's relatively affordable. It's based on, like, the Americanized Mandarin Chinese food, mm-hmm. which is, it's fine. And it's good enough. It's like Italian-American foods basically considered Italian. Chinese-American food shouldn't be stigmatized for being not authentic. Wow. It's different. It's like a different, it's a different style. And I hate people that are, like, dissing on it because it's not real. It's delicious. Shut up. <laughs> Wow. I'm very very passionate. (laughs) A lot of words were said. Yes. Panda Express for me. Okay. Uh, Okay. Panda Express in general sucks. Shut up. Let me hit you with a caveat. The orange chicken's really good. That is true. The orange chicken is- That's the thing basically everybody gets anyways. But all that other stuff, like you you get the the rice is whatever, but you can get it with like noodles. The noodles aren't that great there. The noodles are pretty good. They soak up the- Grease? The the sauce really well. One thing I would say for Pan Express is never, I don't care. The broccoli and beef is bad. Oh yeah. It's Uh, crappy broccoli and boring beef. I will eat Panda Express orange chicken and be like, this is great. This is this is a this is a great. It's a masterpiece of fast food creation. It, it truly it, is. It should be. It should trump the Big Mac and Whopper in fame. I agree. I agree. It's it should just, be known for its own thing. Yeah, it's so good. But the rest of Panda Express is is. If is Panda Express not. never had orange chicken, I wouldn't really care about it. Exactly. That's my point. If there was, if Panda Express all of a sudden was like, they would never do this because it's their biggest seller. If they're like, we're not doing orange chicken anymore. Screw them. Yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's they, they have the one titan of the of the Panda Express yeah. arsenal. Yeah, no, they do. You're right. They have one and thing And I'm sure that there's like other things that are pretty good. I've heard some stuff about like the mushroom chicken being good, the Beijing beef being pretty good. And there's some other stuff that is probably pretty good, but it's never great like orange chicken is great. Yeah. Have, uh, do your friends eat Panda Express? Uh, we sometimes do. Do you have friends? Next topic. Okay. Next topic is similar to Panda Express. We're going to get into some history and talk a little fortune cookie. I love me some history. I'm going to be, you do love history. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on fortune cookies. <laughs> AP Euro. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm so tempted just to delete that moment. <laughs> Brag about it. All right. So fortune cookies. For those who don't know, fortune cookies are often served as a dessert in Chinese restaurants in the United States and other countries, but they are not Chinese in origin at all. Chinese cookies, Chinese fortune cookies are an American invention. You knew that, right? Yes. I okay. know they're not. Really. Do you like, do you like, do you like fortune cookies? They're fine. Okay. They're, they're fun. It's more of a gimmick. You don't care about fortune cookies if they never had the fortune on the inside. It's like, oh, it's fun. Yeah. Cause it doesn't taste great. It tastes fine. It's just like a little sweet nothing cardboard. So do we need it? Can we do without it? I can do without it. Is it worth it? No. Not worth it. Because you're never going to be like at the end of the meal, have a fortune cookie and be like, oh my God, that fucking fortune cookie was great. Well, like there's never, 
I'm sure there's like weird places that do special variants of fortune cookies. I've never had anything other than the basic, just regular fortune cookie. I think I saw somewhere like they make specialized fortune cookies with like frosting or something. Yeah. And apparently those are good, but like every time you think of fortune cookie, you will always think of the little plastic wrapped yeah. crescents. Yes. Then you crack them open. You're like, oh, that's something. A little fortune. And toss it, it aside. Yeah. Eat probably half of it. Then you're like, eh, I don't really care anymore. Crumble the rest and throw it away. It feels like you're eating it just to eat it. Yeah. Okay. I agree. I agree. Although I will say this, uh, for, uh, Mom and I's wedding, we had specialized fortune cookies Ooh. and they were dipped in chocolate. Oh, they were good. You're speaking my language. Those were good, man. Oh, we eat those forever because we had so many left over. Um, so there are some theories about the fortune cookie. There are three theories about how the fortune cookie was invented. No one can confirm either of them or any of them. So I want to hear your thoughts. All right. Here's theory. I'm going to read all, I'm going to read the theories in a row. So theory number one. Chinese immigrant David Young, founder of the Hong Kong Noodle Company in Los Angeles, made a claim that he invented the fortune cookie just before World War I. As the story goes, Young passed the cookies out to poor people for free to both feed them and inspire them. All right. Yeah, they, do they do taste cheap, so I can imagine them being passed around for free. Okay, there you go. Theory number two. Japanese immigrant, I'm going to not say this name right, Makoto Hagiwara, the owner of the Japanese tea garden in San Francisco, said he first served the modern version of the fortune cookie in the early 1900s. After an anti-Japanese mayor fired Hagiwara, a new mayor later reinstated him. It's said that he showed his appreciation to those who stood by him with thank you notes hidden inside the cookies. I've heard many times that it's been invented in San in San, San Francisco. Okay. So I'm inclined to believe that one more. Right, we got one more story. Because all the stories are like, yeah, San, it's a San Diego thing. San Francisco. It's San Francisco. Okay. I'm pretty sure San Francisco is like, yeah, we did it. That's us. I've heard that too, that it's a San Francisco thing. That's, that's how I know it. So we have one more theory and another name that I apologize I'm not going to get right. Uh, Japanese immigrant Shiichi Kito, the founder of Fugetsu Do in Los Angeles, Little Tokyo, also claimed to have invented the fortune cookie in the early 1900s. His grandson, Brian Kito, says that there is a 1927 article from a California magazine that confirms the fortune cookie was invented by a Japanese-American in Los Angeles. Theo, which theory are you putting your name on? I don't... I Put your name on one. Second. Second. It makes sense to me. Sounds like something that would happen... Uh, and you always hear San Francisco being tossed around in the fortune cookie history. I feel like it's that. I don't think it's the third one because there's no fun anecdote with it. It's just, <laughs> because, oh, because you don't like the story. <laughs> no, some guy invented it. And it's just like, eh, that's not fun. The first mm. one's probably the coolest story, but I don't really. The first one sounds made up. Sounds kind of like a fairy tale. Like, is someone really going to pass out? those cookies all the time? For government doesn't want to hand out free food. Why would some random guy? So. Hmm. Second? Yeah, I'm gonna go second. I agree. Watch us be wrong. We'll never know. I mean, these I looked on online multiple times, and these were the three theories that came up. And then there's other smaller theories, but these tend to be the same three theories that are on the internet and about the history of them. But regardless, they are not American, and they're not that good. Agreed. All right. I'm glad we agree on something. Fortune something. cookies are no one's favorite dessert. No, just have a dessert. Here's the thing. You can have a Chinese meal, then just go have a regular whatever dessert yeah, you go want. go treat yourself. Don't limit yourself to some little cookie. Don't waste the calorie on that tiny little Crack cookie. it open, read it to your friends, and then go away. Can I tell you my um, fortune cookie secret? No. I'm going to put it on air for the first time ever. you have ever. a secret? I do. Uh, I think mom knows this. I don't think you know this. Uh, if I do eat a fortune cookie, I also eat the fortune. Why? Because I have a I have a superstition that if I like the fortune and I want it to come true, I have to consume it. So what I do is I'll break it open and I'll read. Sometimes the fortunes are like a numbers or just like don't even make sense or just jive. But if it's a good one that I like, I will eat the paper as well as the cookie to consume it to see if that fortune comes true what's wrong with you i have problems first it was the the cookie and the chip dip thing that was different you're not supposed to hear that story it's live on air um we all heard should it. skip that episode but i do 
if I eat a fortune cookie, I always eat the paper with it in the hopes that the fortune has potential. To but you're going to poop it out eventually and then it's all gone. I'm pooping out. I'm not pooping out the, the what's the meaning of the fortune that 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 fortune is ingrained in my body. I mean, the ink used. No, that's pooped out. I'm talking about the what the, the meaning. Now, listen, these fortunes have never come true. They've never come true to me, but I'm afraid to stop eating the actual fortune for fear that uh, I'm missing out. I won't tell you to stop. You're weird. <laughs> I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to encourage anyone to eat the actual fortune with the fortune cookie. It's something I do. It's something I'm compelled to do. Uh, don't judge. Let me live my life. I'll silently judge. I silently judge you every day, dude. Um, let's move on to some other topics. Here's an easy question for you. Is it a Chinese meal if there's no rice? It, it, it pretty much needs rice. Everything needs rice. Yes. I've never had a Chinese meal without rice. Yes. Unless it's just noodles. Unless it's a noodle dish and only noodles, there's no rice. It's noodles or rice. Now, here's what's interesting. Uh, at, uh, at Popo's house, at your grandma's, uh, we've had rice always. Yes. Like even if there's noodles there, there's still rice, no matter what. True, but that's like that's like a big that's like a big feast. When I think of what I'm what I thought of when you asked the question is you go to a you go to a restaurant and then you have to it's like for a side they'll always give you yeah. a side of rice or a side, little side of noodles. Yeah, it's never I've really really never seen if it's just neither. Yeah, I agree. Um, now you have a choice: choose one, fried rice for sticky rice. Which one are you choosing? Oh man! Yeah, yeah. One has to. One has to leave this mortal coil. I know. I know. This is tough because we have. I have history with sticky rice. I know you do. I know. Get rid of fried rice. Ooh, you bad, bad boy. Well, first off, uh, my mom's Chinese stuffing we use for Thanksgiving is sticky rice yep. and other good stuff like. Like water chestnuts, I think. Yeah. Uh, Chinese sausage, mushrooms. Taro root. Taro root. It's so good. Yeah. And like mango and sticky rice. That's that's not Chinese. I don't care. Okay. If it, sticky rice never existed, those two great things would have never existed either. But fried rice you can eat as a meal. I know, but I have history with sticky. It's personal. <laughs> it's personal? Okay. When mom first made it, Are she made it Are you dating sticky rice? I'll talk to you talk to you about it later. Okay. I'm going fried rice. I can I, see both. It's a very hard decision. It's very it's it's a I, I don't do it I, I do it sadly. I make this decision sadly. Fried rice, mainly because it can be a meal. That is true. And hot take, cold fried rice is the best. Get out! Get out. Ew. I can't eat sticky rice cold. I can, but I don't really like it that much. Cold fried rice is delightful. Yes. Theo, stop making that face. I've never been more disappointed in you. What's more disappointing? Me eating cold fried rice or me eating the fortune from a fortune cold cooker? fried rice? Here's my, here's my ideal day. Cold fried rice and a fortune cookie that I eat the fortune and that fortune comes true. You're disrespecting my <laughs> heritage. <laughs> You're canceled. I'm canceled. Oh, come on, man. Final episode, food fight done. Wow. You're taking over. All right. Speaking of, here's a uh, rice-related topic. Uh, juk. Can you explain what juk is? Juk to the uninformed. It's not a very common thing in a lot of Chinese restaurants. It's like a rice porridge. Yes. That's Honestly, you can put like toppings on it. Like, uh, just, like veggies on it. Veggies, like chicken. Yeah. All manner of things. Yes. It's a very weird topic because it's not very popular. It's like a home. It's a homemade thing. Yes. Yes. Are you calling it? I'm going to give you a choice. Underrated, overrated, properly rated. Underrated? Underrated. Because nobody yes. knows about it. But it should be known. It's good. Yes. Yeah, so you have to make it good because you have to like add flavor to the juk itself. It's not yes. just rice. You can add like chicken stock. Uh, you got to add the stock. Otherwise, you're just eating like wet rice. rice. Yes. That's gross. Yes. Which is funny because that's the thing we tried to feed you and Lily as babies. Because that's the thing that 
you're supposed to do. You know? Yeah. And you guys hated it. You just let it drip from your mouth and would not eat it. Neither one of you. I changed. You changed. Now you're like, you got to add fun toppings, get yeah. it a bit fun. It's not just rice porridge. Yeah. I don't know any good, like, I've never heard of a well-known juk place. I know there's some restaurants that will have serve juk, but we typically don't get it and or have been to those. Here's i I'm going to give a, uh, I'm going to give a Lindsay quote. You need to zhuzh it. You got to zhuzh the juk. Zhuzh the juk. Zhuzh the juk. Zhuzh the juk. Business, business. Business. Zhuzh the juk. That is our t-shirt. Oh, that's great. All right. Let's get on to some other topics and then we'll get to some eating. Um, Soup. Yes. With the exception of wonton. Do you really care about Chinese soups? I honestly don't. I honestly don't either. I honestly don't. I only, the only soup I care about is wonton soup. I agree. I can't think of another Chinese soup that I'm a huge fan of. Well, there's like sweet and sour, like, like noodle, just like noodle soup. Yeah. There's, um, oh, what's the other one I was thinking of? I can't remember. There's a lot of soups out there. Oh, like there's a winter melon soup. Yeah. I don't, oh, those aren't good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not here for those, but wonton. That's the best soup. I'm going to go on a limb here and say wonton is the best soup out of all the soups in the world. You're yeah. not wrong, but you're also not right. That doesn't make sense. I want to be all right. Um, I mean, what other soup are you taking? Well, if we're taking one? just the broth, if you no, take, no, the oh, whole meal, the, the whole, whole meal, okay, man. then probably wonton soup would win. So I'm right. You're right. So how about I'm sorry, Dad? How about I'm sorry, Dad? So let's move on to. No. Um, wonton is absolutely my favorite style of soup. Um, I want to bring this up because you barely remember this. But when you were six or just newly seven, we went to Hong Kong and we went into this uh, just really just weird, not really, I don't want to say skeevy, but it felt that way, alley. And we got the best wonton soup we've ever had in our lives. That sounds amazing. I don't think you, you ate it. You just don't remember. I don't remember it. Yeah. I don't know why. We were walking to this song and it was no, I think it was a place that was known for their, for their wonton soup. And it's one of those places that's all they served. They just served basically wonton soup. And you actually sat, we sat outside in the alley on like buckets like overturned buckets. That sounds so cool. And they gave us these big bowls of wonton soup and it must've cost like a couple bucks. It was the best That's wonton the soup. coolest kind of food. Just exactly. random back alley finds. Yes. Do you remember the uh, wonton find in New York City when we went to New York City? Oh yeah, we did. That we, was awesome. We were in we were in Chinatown and we were just, we were just doing a bang bang food tour for one night. And mom just all of a sudden stopped and turned and she was like, that's a wonton uh, restaurant. We're going in there right now. We're just doing it. And we got some amazing wontons. Yes. Yes. So that's why I call wonton the best soup out the, of all the soups. I agree. I appreciate that. The only thing that could, I can ever see top it is a really good French onion. Get the F out of here. I like French onion soup, but don't compare French onion soup and wonton. That's embarrassing, dude. I don't have really, I, don't have, I haven't had like marvelous French onion soup like I've had marvelous wonton soup. I know. That's what I'm saying. Don't even, I mean, French onion soup is delightful, but you're way off base. Really, I'm going to not get mad at you because I'm just going to chalk that up to you being a stupid teen. How could you? I eat very easily. I just did. You eat paper. I eat paper with the hopes that the fortune will come true. I'm an optimist. You're a goat. You eat paper. I am the goat of the greatest of all time. Oh, <laughs> oh that was the best setup ever. Oh, I wish Lindsay was here to witness that. <laughs> Too bad she doesn't listen. No, she doesn't. God damn her. All right, let's <laughs> do a topic that I'm going to call you the expert on. Ooh, yeah. Because I think it's, if I'm not misunderstanding you, it might be your favorite thing ever, which is Peking duck. Yes. Peking duck is your number one food. That is my food. number one food. Yeah. Let's uh, tell, tell what, what is Peking duck and what makes a good Peking duck? Peking duck is a style of cooking duck. Which is a very complicated process. I'm not quite, I don't quite know the extent of, but a lot of times. It's roasted. It is roasted. They make a skin all crispy. I think you have to separate the meat and the skin during cooking for some, to make the skin crispy, the meat tender. You'll always see like a Peking duck place with duck just hanging around. Yes, that's a good sign. Those ducks are hanging on on the It's not just decor, it's meant for function. Yeah. 
And uh, it's normally like sliced up real cute and nice with the skin still on it or sometimes on the side and mm. they're like little crispy morsels. And they sometimes serve with a, a crepe or like a bun. Mm-hmm. They have like a duck sauce, like a plum sauce. Yep. Uh, green onions sometimes. Yep. And uh, that's normally about. That's basically it. That's all I've entailed. That is. And it's super good. It's super, super good. But there's one huge shortcoming of it. If the duck does, if the duck goes from warm to just lukewarm, it's not nearly as good. Oh, so you're saying you got it when you eat it, you got to eat it. You got to eat it. It's something you got to eat hot. Okay. Okay. Because like. Yeah, that's true. Room temperature I, duck is just. Eh. It's it's not as good. It loses the fun. Let me let me give you some scenarios here, um, with the Peking duck, because you've had it many times. Yes. You've had it in L.A. You've had it in Chicago. You had. Do you remember having it in Hong Kong? I think so. Okay, it was good there too. Um, do you need the plum sauce? Um, no, I don't think you need the plum sauce. You can take the plum sauce out. I'll take the plum sauce out. Do you need the scallions? I could take out the scallions. So you go, oh, I'm shocked. So Because when I first started eating it, I wasn't a huge scallion person. And yeah. even today, I don't put that much scallions on it. It's like a, a little bit of scallions. Yes. But that's you can leave it, take it or leave it. Which would you rather keep, the plum sauce or the scallions? Easily the plum sauce. The oh, plum okay. sauce adds a bit of sweetness and it's awesome. Okay. Hot take for me, screw the plum sauce. Obviously, screw the scallions. It's so good. You just need the duck and the and the and the bun yeah. or the crepe. Yeah, and like in the New York place you talked about earlier during wonton, I got duck because I didn't really want wonton soup. And that duck just it was just duck. Was it Peking style? No, it was just duck. Yeah, but like duck cooked well is great on its own. Yes, it's like a bit more robust chicken. It's like a richer. It's like a it's richer, richer. unctuous. If I may use that term, you don't know what unctuous means. Don't act like you do. Stop being so pretentious. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm shocked. I thought I thought you were going to say you needed both. I don't eat it with plum sauce. I don't sauce. care. About, I'm not a huge. I don't care about the scallions in it. It's just the combo of the plum sauce, the crepe slash bun, mm-hmm. or the and the ch- duck. Duck chicken, shame on you. That just that combo is beautiful. It's like the holy trinity of Chinese food. Let me ask you this: Do you you have to choose one, the bun or the crepe? You're gonna ask this, and I say bun. I say bun too. Yeah, it's like I love both, but I feel like the bun is just the more fun option. It is more fun. It's There's- like fluffy and a little bit sweet. Yes. It- it complements the duck so well. It is. It really does. It's got. It gives a little chew. It's a little. There's a. There's a. There's a. Let me get pretentious again. There's a mouthfeel the to mouth it. Mouthfeel. Yeah, the mouthfeel. It's you know a, like it about. contrasts with the crispiness of the skin, like the saltiness, crunch, the salty yeah. crisp of the skin. It goes well with the slightly sweet mush of the bun. Yes, and we're both of us. We're both good with the crepe. We're fine with the crepe. I like crepe. Yeah. Crepes are actually pretty good on their own because it's like sometimes you don't want to chew through a whole bun. You're like, oh, I'm just light in a nice light crepe. You can stuff more down your throat. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see. So you, you can less get stomach more room than, on yes. the bun. But I like, get what you're saying. I always take bun. Over I crepe. always take bun. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm just throwing this in here right now because you said Peking duck is your your favorite food. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to make a choice again. Do you take the best Peking duck? ever or do you take mom's homemade chinese ribs mom i love you but i might have to go peking duck (laughs) oh you rat bastard of a son your mom is all downstairs in the living room working and can hear you you're a garbage person i'm sorry mom i love you your 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 ribs and your peanut noodles are spectacular the answer is the chinese ribs but peking duck has a special place in my heart i am i am you hate when i say this but i'm gobsmacked man (laughs) you're gobsmacked so close to the holidays mom is not giving you jack shit um i'll move out yeah well that was gonna happen anyway all right let's get on to a couple more topics and then we'll actually eat because i know both of us are starving yes so uh, noodles. Mm-hmm. Lo mein cha fun. Who mm. wins? This is tough because I like both. Uh-huh. For those who know, lo, lo mein's more like this, the new, a regular noodle. Cha uh, cha fun is is a little thicker. And it's flatter. like it's like wide. Yeah, it's a little bit wide. I'm gonna go with uh, lo mein. No, chow fun. You were wrong. Sorry. I just, I just like the texture of lo mein more. Oh, chow fun is so much it's better like, than lo mein. Like. I don't know. I just like it. Lo means basic. Oh, okay, you are basic, so I understand why you'd like you're, it. You're yeah, Chow fun's great. It's got it's got a little heft to it. It's it's a little flatter. It's I got like a little both, chew. but I, I don't know why. I just 
I'm really good with both, but I'd rather have lo mein. All right. Um, I don't think you really eat this as much, but this is my this is my favorite Chinese noodle dish, which is Singapore rice noodles. So Singapore rice noodles, it's a dish of stir-fried rice vermicelli, vegetables, scrambled eggs, and meat, which is usually like chicken. And you love that stuff. It is my favorite noodle. Um, It's funny. It's called Singapore noodles, but it's only – it's a Chinese dish. It's not a Singaporean dish. It's a Chinese dish. They just call it Singapore rice noodles. It's fantastic. Uh, the first time I had it was in Hong Kong, and I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. It's readily available at a lot of Chinese-American restaurants. So that would be my number one uh, over cha fun and lo mein. Um, Maopo tofu. Huh? Maopo tofu. The tofu we eat. The spicy tofu. Oh, yeah. Did you forget that? I didn't know it's called Maopo tofu. Yeah. Szechuan peppercorns in it? Yeah, I didn't know. Like I call that like hot tofu. I just call that fun tofu. Oh my god! I never. I don't order. I don't remember what it's called. Are you sure Chinese food your favorite food? I'll smack you! <laughs> oh my god! Okay, for those who don't know, that it's a Szechuan dish. It's basically just very soft uh, tofu on uh, in a bowl of rice with these peppercorns that are spicy, but they're spicy in such a unique way. That it like makes your mouth numb. It like gives your tongue a weird fuzzy feeling. Yes. And your, your, your lips and your tongue and your whole mouth gets kind of numb and tingling. It's not like a pain from spice. It's, yeah. It's not like a hot wing or anything. It's a, it's, it's weird and it's awesome. It's weird and it's awesome. And what's weird is it happens to you and you're like, this is really weird. But like you start craving that feeling and the more you eat, the more it's you get fun. that. It's fun. It is fun. And then like you drink water during it and the water is all crazy. That's right. I forgot about that. The water tastes like weird and, and, and like gets really like super cold almost. It gets frid. It's kind of like what happens when you chew mint gum and then you drink water. It's like it's fr- it's frigid. Yes. And it's 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 weird. Exactly. It, it's indescribable. Yes. Go buy some Szechuan peppercorns, put it on like a steak or something and yes. have fun. And learn about Mapo tofu because it's good and that's a shame on you again. Uh, all right, let's finish it out. Is pork the best meat for Chinese food? Oh, geez. Oh, man. That's a tough question. That's why I asked it. Um, I think it might be. I think it might be too. I agree. Because like I associate chicken and pork with most Chinese foods. Yeah. Like we don't eat a lot. Of the, yeah. We don't get when we order. We don't allow beef. Is, beef. It's, it's much lower down the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's like specialties like duck and yeah, other, that's a rare case. other different meats like or, a jellyfish. Yeah. Or the seafood Various or fishes lobster. and crustaceans. I I tend to think of when I think of Chinese food, I think of pork. I That's just me. Chicken and pork for me, because okay. what we have a lot in this household is like stuff Chinese stuff with like Chinese noodles with chicken. Yeah, or pork. Pork, but like I associate chicken a lot. But pork might be my favorite meat for Chinese food. I agree. I agree. All right, final two topics. Let's talk some dim sum. Dim sum, yes. Yes. All it right. is a luxury. <laughs> it is a luxury, especially in this day and age, because you can't get dim sum. We anymore. never have it. No. It's it's our brunch when we do it. Uh, we eat a lot, and then we get tired. Uh, what is your favorite dim sum? What's your best dim it sum? It is the steamed pork buns. The barbecue Cha Su Bao. Cha Su Bao. Oh, yep. I, that is so, it's so good. I'm going to say that's my second. I'm going to go shumai. That's acceptable. The shrimp. Shrimp yes. dumplings. I think that's great. And recently, this is why I brought up this topic because it's very big in uh, when we have dim sum. You recently cha- tried chicken feet. Yes, I did. Talk about chicken feet because it's uh, way weird. It's it's pretty weird. It's a uh, it's like the whole chicken foot, all the toes and a bit of the leg. It's like all the skin around it. Yes, and it's like a there's like sauce on it. Yes, so you're there for the skin and the sauce yeah. basically. You don't you just like slurp it off the bones. Yeah, because you're not. You're not really, there's no meat. So yeah, you're not, not chewing any bone. You're just kind of putting it, you're putting the chicken foot in your mouth and kind of working the skin off it and getting the sauce with it. So that, is that a fair assessment? That's pretty much, that's how it is. And you like that? I like it. It's pretty good. It's fun. It's like a weird, fun experience that you don't get in other ways. There's, the best way to describe it is like, if you have like soppy chicken skin. and <laughs> Again, you paint a picture, Theo. No, but it's like, 
this time it's good because it's fun and like the sauce is pretty good. It's like a fun little bonus. I'm going to go and say, no, it's not worth the sweat equity you have to the put in. The sweat, you just suck it off it's, the bone. It's such a pain. It's such a Oh, like, it's so difficult. I don't want to have to work that hard for my food when oh, it's in my mouth. So much work. Just, in, just inhale. You're acting like you've had this for years. You literally just tried it like a week ago. So? Uh, it's... It's probably good for the taste. It is good for the taste, but just... It's more fun. It's like a novelty thing. I can find other ways to have fun. I know you can. When was the last time you had fun in life? You weren't around. Uh, but Back that would in the be, 40s? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't hate you on that. That was good. Um, so you're... What is your... The, to me, that's that that's a dim sum that I'm like, no. Is there a dim sum that you're like, no? Uh, I can't really... You pretty much eat any dim sum. I'll eat, I'll eat anything. Yeah. There's like the really basic shrimp one where it's just like wonton skin and just shrimp inside. It kind of looks like clear membrane yeah. around the shrimp. It's fun. Yeah. It's like probably my least favorite one just because it's so like kind of basic, mm-hmm. but it's still tasty. Yep. What's your favorite book? Book? What's your favorite book on dim sum? On d- yum yum dim sum. Yum yum dim sum. Uh, the best kids book on the planet. Yep. When you're a little kid, you and Lily both read yum yum dim sum constantly. I, we don't have the book anymore though. No, we don't. We don't. But it was a. I read it to you constantly, and we was always wanting dim sum after we read it. Yeah, it's fun. It's good stuff. Something that you can get at dim sum, which is our last topic, is desserts. Yes. I'm going to get controversial here, and your mom's going to hate me for it. Are Chinese desserts the worst desserts? I wouldn't say they're the worst desserts, but they're not that great. Oh, you're being delicate well, with that. Well, it's because I haven't had a lot of desserts around the world. I'm pretty sure there's like some desserts that are just in some places that are just not good either. Are you what? But I'm I'm willing to trash on Chinese dessert. Okay, you're willing to trash. I'm willing to trash it, man. Are you? Is there any Chinese dessert that you're taking over any other dessert? That no, never. Exactly. You're not taking a Chinese dessert over cake, pie, ice cream cookies or candy yeah or even like milk tea or other other kinds of there's like mochi yeah mochi, like there's better asian desserts chinese desserts it's not that great would you consider like egg tarts or custard tarts chinese dessert they're they're pretty chinese I, you can well, find them at dim sum yeah you can find it those are the only two good desserts you can get at a chinese place but like you see uh and it's so funny to see like how we get like really geeked out over like a big piece of cake you'll see mom eat like red bean soup for dessert a lot of soups a lot of what's with the soups i don't know or like or or like red beans over shaved ice kind of that sounds mildly more reasonable oh no a lot of red bean stuff yeah it's like every time we go to a big chinese restaurant with our families in uh, chicago yeah the meal's done we're all like, re- we're just all taking a sigh because we ate a lot of Chinese food. Yep. Then the waiter comes back with a lot of bowls of soup, gives them to everyone. And then we're, then you, me, and Lily, we're all like, um, <laughs> we're like, no, we're going to get dessert somewhere else. Who, um, we're like, who wants this? Then someone on mom's side of the family will take it. Oh, mom and uncle George and uncle B, they're all like, oh yeah. It's like they've been waiting for it. And we're just like, what? I don't get it. Yes. Here's a good topic too that I forgot too. At the end of those, when we go to those big Chinese meals in those restaurants, at the end of the meal, oranges. Oranges, yes. Which is the first time that that happened to me when I was out with mom when we were just dating and uh, out with her family. I like got up to leave. She's like, no, no, no. And I was like, wait, there's literally no more food. And they like brought in all these oranges. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. What does this mean? It's like, yeah, just eat them. It's fine. It's just like oranges. Let me tell you something. The oranges you get at the end of a Chinese meal are never bad. Never. I've never been like, this is a mealy crappy orange. I've never had that instance. They always get That's the best fair. That's pretty fair. Yeah. They got the goods. They're always nice. and They're vibrant in color. They're always pretty juicy. They've got just, mm. they're fun. Out of everything you've talked about today, you describing oranges is the worst thing. Shut up. At least I don't eat paper. <laughs> okay. Well, now it's time for How's It Taste? How's It Taste? This is the part of the show where we surprise each other with a food based on the theme of today's show to see if we like it. Since today's episode is all about Chinese food, that's what we'll be trying. Yeah. And Theo, go ahead and get yours. I'm going to get mine. We're still going to talk as we get this. We are extremely... 
extremely, extremely hungry because we decided to do this during lunch. So we went and got some Chinese food from a nearby Chinese joint. Uh, we're not going to give the name right now because we've never, ever, ever had it. So we want to make sure that we like it before we say anything about it. But we tried it anyway, and we each got two different dishes. Uh, Theo, what did you get? You got... I got sweet and sour pork. You got sweet, which is very, very, very red. It is. But this that's is how a, it is in a, in a Chinese-American I mean, I ha- I've never seen it this crimson. It is. <laughs> it is something. It, it is. It looks like candy. It does look like, like candied fruit almost. So you get that. Taste it. Now, you've got the sweet and sour pork. Yes. I'm going to grab mine. I got the Singapore noodles, which I'm very excited about. So, Theo, go ahead. Give it, give it a taste. Okay, here's a, we, have, we have an issue. Oh, okay. There's no sour to be found. Wow. That's... That's disheartening. So it's just sweet. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's uh what the crisis is. Disappointed? It's so red, dude. It is so red. I'm a bit disappointed. It's is, not sweet and sour. It's sweet and sweet. Is that pineapple in there? I don't know, man. Eat that. is that that's pineapple, right? Not for pineapple. Yeah, that's normal, but it should be sour. So you There's just got no sweet sour. Pork. Wow. All right, I'm gonna try my uh Singapore noodles. It's a lot. Here we go. It is? Yeah. Let me. I didn't say it either. Don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. Are you going to say sorry? No. Okay. So you you didn't even do that. They sure do taste like Singapore noodles. Yeah, I love this. I'm a big fan of Singapore noodles. Um, These are decently good. They're not trash. They're not mind blowing, but they're like that kind of like, yep, glad I got it. I'm a huge fan of sweet and sour pork too. Like, we don't bring up names of restaurants, right? We're not going to bring up this one because you did. No, I'm talking uh, about like a different one. Go ahead. All right, in uh, Chicago, Evergreen. That's oh, yeah. Called. It's like a big place we go to when the whole family's around. It's a big Chinese restaurant. It's exactly what you think of. They mm-hmm. have the Lazy Susan. Mm-hmm. It's a good, fun decor in there. And uh, yeah, their sweet and sour pork is really good because it's like, it's got tartness to it. It's got some oomph. I'm going to try your pork. Yeah. I Even though I don't, Really like sweet and sour. This tastes like candy I wanna, pork. I want to try their their pork. It's crimson red candy pork. Oh yeah! It's there's no sour. Wow! What is happening with this pork? That is really. That's no bueno. Yeah, it's it's not terrible, but it's like you eating like oh, this ain't sweet and sour. This is sweet pork. Well, yeah, that is just straight up. Sweet, sweet pork. The pork itself is pretty good. Like yeah, it's, it's big, not bad. It's big chunks and stuff. It's, but like it needs the sour or else it's what? what yeah, are so, you? Yeah. So, so I won. Yeah, I don't think this is a contest. It's always a contest with you, maybe. That's why it's called food fight. Okay, so let's take a break from this. Go grab. There's fortune cookies. Let's go grab a fortune cookie each. You still, I know you're disappointed, but you're still not as mad. I didn't know my hopes because another thing that we noticed is the soy sauce that it comes with, the first ingredients are water and salt. That shouldn't be the case. That's never the case. It shouldn't be. So I didn't know what my hopes were. And the same company that is Super K Fortune Cookie. Yeah. Super K Fortune Cookie. Looks like the same company that made the... So you're not as mad as you were about when Cleveland, but you're just... No, because that was terrible. This is just... Disappointing. Disappointing. Okay. So here's what I do. We're gonna we're gonna break it open. You can read yours first, and I'll read mine. Sincerity is the finest point of communication. Learn Chinese, be invited. Lucky numbers 32, 33, 36, 5, 55, 10. <clears throat> okay. Here's mine. We should not measure life by how many breaths we take, but rather by the number of breathtaking moments we experience. And learn Chinese. Banana. I don't know how to pronounce that, so I'm not going to. My, my lucky number. Don't eat my. If you eat my fortune, I'm going to kill you. I don't want to eat your Lucky number is 28, 14, 35, 32, 49, 9. Okay. Here's the thing. 
I'm going to eat this fortune because I like the fortune and my lucky number is actually 32. Mine is also 32. Is it really? We both got a third. Well, no, on the paper. My favorite number. My lucky number is three. Okay, so then don't eat it then. I won't. All right, so here's what I do. So I put it back a little bit into the into the inside of it, which is a little difficult, and then I eat it. I'm only eating this orange cookie for the ASMR purposes of the podcast. Okay. Um, this is like the problem with fortune cookies. It's not sweet enough to like really be anything. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. It's like fun, but then you're like, oh, I ate some of the fortune cookie. Let's put it back in the contain in the little plastic bag it came in and just crush it. Are oh, you mad? Yeah, I, I always do this. I eat half and then I crush the rest. So your the way you do yours is that's your system. I have my system. Well, it's not a system. It's just a compulsive thing I do because it's crunchy and I have to smash it. I'm going to say this. For fortune cookies, that wasn't bad. It sure tasted like a fortune cookie. It was... Not trash. Uh, well, I've never had a different tasting fortune cookie. But sometimes they're like real, like styrofoamy. Yeah, this this was actually has some crunch to it. So as you witnessed, I did eat my fortune. What is wrong with you? I think it's going to come true. I think I'm going to have breathtaking experiences now, and I'm sorry those breathtaking experiences won't include you because you didn't eat your GD fortune. My fortune was boring, just like. Your food. And now it's time for What You Eatin'. What You Eatin'. We're going to close out the show as we do every show with a food recommendation. Anything that you're currently obsessing over or you can recommend based on today's theme. Theo, since you've been such a quote-unquote wonderful guest, you can go first. Thank you so much. My tip for any Chinese restaurant is go to the place where the Chinese people are. Ah, yeah. You flock, you go with the herd. Cause if you like, this is just based on experience. If you go to a, just a Chinese restaurant and there's not a lot of Chinese people in there, you can probably assume that they're just people getting dinner out of just like, Oh, what do we get? Nah, Chinese food. Mm-hmm. This is near us. Let's go. Or just uneducated people. But when you see Chinese people in a Chinese restaurant, chances are it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that is a really good point. Cause yeah, that's, that's based the thing on my mom like, does. Based on like my family, we don't go back to bad Chinese places. No, it's, even if it's convenient. Yeah. Like we, we won't be going back to this place. So if it's like a place with a lot of Chinese people, there's a good chance that it's, it's really good. Yeah. You're going to find something that's tasty. You're going to find something that's unique, definitely mm-hmm. and reasonably priced. Yeah. And another tip just from life is, uh, try some experimentation. Don't go to the most regular looking Chinese restaurant, like the ones you always see in movies, just like the basic boring American Chinese restaurant, go around, find like a good, like go to Chinatown in your local area, go to an Asian populated area. will most likely have really good Chinese food. All of like the Chinese pockets of the Valley, mm-hmm. like a yeah. diamond bar in Arcadia, they've got great Chinese food. Cause like that's where all the Chinese people live yeah. where they work and they just make better stuff. That is so do some, go exploring, find something. That is a great one. That is some great recommendations. I'm going to piggyback on your recommendation. Oh, so you're not original. <laughs> At least I know how to pick food dummy. I got the good dish. You didn't. The pineapple is more tart than the chicken. Oh, that's what I said. Eat a green pepper. There's a green pepper there. Maybe that'll help. Does that help? It sure tastes like a bland green pepper. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Um, my recommendation is, yeah, to piggyback off you, you're making the best faces when you eat that. And that, the best and is you also have to eat it because you ordered it. I mean, eh, the pineapple's the best part. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, go try a hole-in-the-wall Chinese place. Yes, yes. 100%. Those are going to have some of the best food that you are going to get. Don't Obviously, if it looks like it's dirty or not hygienic, but if it's a place that just is looks kind of run down and is like what is this a bit of grit tiny. to it it's going to be guaranteed an amazing amazing experience they you don't can, have the restraints of like big business they're like small they could put all of their funds into great food yeah it's usually family owned which is another reason why you should family owned places are good and it's going to be good because it's just the family making the food so i highly recommend going to the whole wall 
don't get skeevy with it. Don't get weirded out by it. It's going to be a good experience. And uh, I mean, that's a good uh, lesson for all food, but particularly Chinese food. Broaden your horizons. Find some new things. I wish uh, you would do the same. Shut up. <laughs> and that's our show. Theo, thank you for being a guest host again. I appreciate it. I'll be back when you have to do Chinese food part two. We're not doing Chinese food part two. You'll be back when Lindsay goes on vacation again. You need to go on vacation, buddy. Never. You've accumulated plenty of vacation I days. can't leave. You can find Food Fight anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you like our show, please subscribe, please share, please tell your friends, and please leave us a review. Whether you use Apple Podcasts to listen to us or you don't, but you do have an Apple ID and it's convenient for you to do so, please go give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you like even more food content, go ahead and follow our Yummy page on Facebook as well as Yummy on Instagram. And if you have a question or comment or just want to tell us how wrong we are or how dumb my son is, send us an email at foodfightthepodcast at gmail.com and we'll read it on the air. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Your host eats paper. 